Welcome to the Calvary Chapel South Bay Sermon Podcast. We are a large, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church in Los Angeles, California, and we'd love to have you visit us for a service if you're in the L.A. area. Visit ccsouthbay.org to learn more about us and to find out service times. If you have any questions, shoot us an email at hello at ccsouthbay.org. Enjoy today's sermon, and we hope to see you at church soon. Hey, I want to say something to you. Thanks for everything. Oh, you guys, you don't, you don't, you're not. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. I wanted to test you a little bit. Now I want you to look up towards heaven. And I want you to tell God, thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. You know, we do use that kind of as a turn of phrase in our culture. And sometimes it is functionally almost meaningless. You know, you're, you're out with some group of people or you're somewhere and you leave and you go, hey, thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. But do you realize that we actually have God to thank for everything? Amen? Thanks for everything, God. Thanks for all those Thanksgiving baskets that went out yesterday to those that are in need in our community. Thanks for those 6,000 Christmas boxes that went out yesterday to people in need. Thanks that we actually can still meet in our outdoor sanctuary. Thanks for everything, God. Thanks that I have breath in my lungs. Thanks that I can still see even though I need glasses. Thanks for everything. You know, as I've been talking to people the last couple of months or so, I, I think a level, a certain level of unthankfulness has kind of come back into our culture because so often our thankfulness is directly associated with extraordinary things. Not our needs, often not even some of our wants. It's almost like we're only thankful when God goes out of his way to give us something that's that's above and beyond what we could ask or think. And I want to just focus us in in the next 20 minutes or so on giving thanks for everything to the Lord. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are thankful. Lord, we're thankful for you. God, that you did get us out of bed this morning and gave us the ability to come here and worship you and praise you and to express our gratitude for the things that you have given us in our lives. And Lord, they are so numerous that we really can't even count them. And so God, in these moments, would you speak to us, encourage us, and strengthen us in our thankfulness. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. If you have your Bibles or you have your Bible app, if you'd open it to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And in verse 14, Paul, writing to the church at Thessalonica, a Greek church, a church that was fairly prosperous, he says this, And now we exhort you, brethren, to warn those who are unruly, and to comfort the faint-hearted, and to uphold the weak, and be patient with all. How we need patience right now in our world. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. Always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Notice the, the point there. Not just for you, but for everyone around you. Verse 16 is rejoice always. Have joy in your daily living all day, every day. Pray without ceasing. And then finally, verse 18. In everything, give thanks. There it is. God, thanks for everything. Give thanks for everything. You know what's interesting? There's not a qualifier in that sentence. Thanks for everything. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is literally God's will that we be thankful to God for everything, all day, every day, because it begins with rejoice always. You think that's going to change the way we live our lives, church? I know it does for me. Is that going to change your life? It will. Because that thanks for everything means thanking God even for things that we don't particularly care for. I don't think any of us are sitting here going, man, I just... I hope we have another year of COVID. <laughs> you know, that's probably not how you're thinking. I, I want you to continue to pray because the Lord in heaven is hearing our prayers. I got the initial next order that we're going to get. And as it stands right now, so as it stands right now, I'm qualifying this as we know today. Uh, we are not going to have to shut down our outdoor church. So that's going to be one of the exclusions. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Now, why did I say that? Because some of us were complaining that we're outdoors, amen? You, you see how this can affect us? We're, well, we're not indoors. And then you go outdoors. Well, what happens if you lose outdoors? You see, if you don't have a heart of thankfulness, you are not thankful for anything very often. And we need to be thankful for everything, even the challenging things, the difficult things, the painful things, the hurtful things. Because whether we like to see it or not, 
God has a purpose in all that he allows into our lives and all that he does. I've sometimes wondered how David the prophet, when he penned the eighth psalm and he said, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you've established, uh, and in the New Living it says, what are human beings that you are mindful of? of them, mere mortals that you care for them, and yet you made them. That would be us, church. That would be you, church. That would be humankind in general, but very specifically, we should know this as God's kids because we have a direct relationship with God the Father through Christ the Son, what are mere mortals that, mortals that you're mindful of them, yet you've made them a little lower than God himself? We were actually made in his image and crowned them with glory and honor. You know, when you think about what that means, the comparative point there is David is looking at the stars. He's looking at the heavens He's looking at what we would call today the cosmos. He's staring out into space across what today people believe are 13.8 billion light years of distance. He's going, well, what am I? What am I? That God is mindful. In, In David's era, they thought that the stars were someplace up right above the clouds. By the time the Middle Ages came around, most really scientific people in the Middle Ages looked at the sky and they thought, well, it has to be beyond the moon. So that would make everything that we could see maybe half a million miles in diameter. We, we now measure distance in light years over space. And figuring that in a year light travels some 5.88 trillion miles in one year, and we think it's 13.8 billion light years deep. Now think about what David said, not knowing the implications totally of what he was saying. When I consider your heavens... the glories of them, the magnitude of them, the majesty of them, what's actually out there that we now know. You see, people today should be even more in awe of who God is than David was. Because we actually know when we look up in the night sky that some of those things are actually other planets. Many of those things that you think are stars are actually other galaxies, we, we have a greater sense, in that sense, of the majesty of God. And yet, we may be less thankful than people during David's time. Why do you suppose that is? Why do you think we have such a propensity to miss the little things? When the God who created the infinite space of the heavens created us so that we would recognize how precious we actually are to him. Remember what David said. 
The God that made the heavens created mankind just a little bit less than himself. Just a little less than him. This is nuts. It's crazy. And so when Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica and he says, in everything give thanks, what's our reference point? My reference point is I am so important to God that in the majesty of all of creation, he made us just a little bit lower than himself. And then he sent Jesus. And then he sent Jesus to remind us of how valuable we are. And so when God says, in everything give thanks, it ought to start with your toes. It ought to move up through your legs and into your body in the morning. And that first meal that you have and the fresh water I've been on the phone for the last almost 10 days, periodically throughout each day, talking to people that we have down in Latin America, Central America, specifically in Nicaragua and Honduras. Right now, there's a a truckload of about eight tons of food that you all paid for that's being shipped to those hurricane victims on the coast. What is man that a church in Los Angeles hears from the Lord to take care of poverty-stricken people who've had their homes destroyed on the coast of Nicaragua? Do you see how big God is? That's how big God is. That's how much he cares about people that you don't know their names. But God does. And he is so mindful of them that he used you to bless them. He used you to provide for them. He allows us the privilege of joining him in this incredible gospel mission that we're on to share the love of Christ with the whole world. So when you look at the heavens, you might be tempted to say, well, I don't really think I matter all that much. Or maybe that person who's without a home on the coast of Peru because it was washed into the sea. And yes, you helped build them a new house. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Her, us, them. You see, sometimes our thankfulness is attached to things that nobody else in the world even has. I'm not knocking your big screen TV. Connie and I have one. It's way bigger than we need. Some of you remember if your family was like uber wealthy, you had a color TV? Remember those days? I I can't see how many old people are here today like me. (laughs) But you remember those days? It was like, you have a color TV? And then you got the 27-incher. It's like, whoo, 
Was your dad a rocket scientist or what? Now you go to Costco and it's two for one on the 80 inchers, you know, and they're 45 bucks on sale. And we start to think through these things that, oh, yeah, I'm really thankful. And yet in your, in your yard, out on your balcony, in that bouquet of flowers that somebody sent you, is the infinite majesty of God displayed right in your hand. The awesome care of the Creator is displayed before you. Every breath you take, as your lungs open up, and you take in the outside air, and your lungs manage to extract the oxygen out of it, and transfer that to your red blood cells. And then as they take out the carbon dioxide out of your used blood that's already been around your body and expel that as you exhale, you think you have some things to be thankful for that that system works? That when you take a bite out of your food, that your body knows how to extract the energy out of it. Unfortunately, store the fat out of it as well for a later date. Some of us have done more storing than others. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Do we get up in the morning? Are we thankful that we have breath of life? That not only do we eat food, but it actually tastes good unless you've had COVID and then you can't taste anything. You see, we have so much to be thankful for. We literally can look into the heavens and say, thanks for everything, God. Why? Because it's true. You see, when you say that to some other person, it's not actually true, is it? You're not really thanking them for the things that I just mentioned. You're not thanking them for your daily bread. And so why is it that we don't really thank God, I think, sometimes the way we should? And then it causes us to be unthankful. I think unthankfulness is kind of something that maybe we're struggling with a little bit right now because of the pandemic, the things we're going through. And yet Jesus reminded us there in Matthew chapter 6, do not worry. And it's interesting what he went on to say in that passage about what you'll eat or what you wear. Notice he didn't mention anything about a car or a house or any of the major things that most of us, frankly, take for granted. So why do you suppose Jesus would say something If your Father in heaven therefore knows of what you have need before you do, and then he gives us a reference point, are you not more valuable than grass in the field, flowers, and sparrows? It points us back to the central thought that we have as we celebrate this holiday that exists only here in America. 
You're not going to go to Germany and find anyone stocking up on turkeys, okay? We spent one Thanksgiving living in Austria. You know, we could not find cranberry sauce. No pumpkin pies were available. There was definitely no King's Hawaiian rolls. There was no pecan pie. <gasps> and I remember as we're sitting there, we're away from home, we're on the mission field, we're sitting there thinking about what's God doing, why are we here? And all of a sudden it's like, well, there's no turkey. We can get like that if we stop seeing the little things. We stop thanking God for the smaller things in our lives. There's a story that we'll get to, and I want to wrap this up, that we'll get to in just a couple of weeks in Luke 17. And it's a story familiar to many of you. And for sake of time, I just want to highlight that story. It's a story of ten lepers. And I think it is indicative in this one way of our propensity to forget who God really is. There were ten lepers. All of them had leprosy. There were ten lepers. There weren't like nine people who were almost well and one guy who was really bad who had leprosy. There were ten people who were lepers. Jesus healed every last one of them. Do you remember how many came back and thanked him? Just one. Just one. God healed them all. Jesus touched each one of them equally. Jesus didn't even care which one was more thankful or less thankful didn't do it based on their social standing, how much they had or didn't have. He simply healed them. And that one who came back was a Samaritan from a people group that really didn't have the right understanding of who God was. And this is the thing that I want to say to you. It should not be that the world that does not know the Lord is more thankful than the church that does. And so as we celebrate what is admittedly a very strange thanksgiving, one where we've been asked to not gather together with any more than three families, where we're not supposed to be with people we don't know, where some of you are probably, maybe for the first time in your whole life, not meeting with the people you would normally see on Thanksgiving. And again, I don't diminish the pain of any of these things. Connie's parents are both very old. I only have my dad left now. Um, I don't know if we'll ever have another opportunity to have Thanksgiving with any of them. And so I, I recognize and honor the fact that for some of you, this is very hard and very painful. It is for our family. But it shouldn't steal our thankfulness. Why? Because our thankfulness is not sourced in a turkey. 
or stuffing. It's not sourced in those once-a-year mashed potatoes that are actually real, don't come out of a box. It's not sourced in pumpkin pie and whipped cream or my particular favorite pecan pie. Our thanks for everything is sourced in heaven, church. It's sourced in heaven. It is immovable. It is absolutely God's will for us as the body of Christ that we be thankful every day for everything, including the fact that Thanksgiving is going to be different this year. You may not get together with the people you normally would. You may not even be able to find, God forbid, if you were going to make a toilet paper turkey. It ain't happening. It's already gone downhill that far, hasn't it? Connie came back. She was out shopping for, she says, oh, no. And she sent me a picture of the empty toilet paper aisle. And I'm like, not this again. And I have to admit, I immediately kind of got a little unthankful. It's like, really? Then I had to check myself. But God, you're still worthy of my thankfulness. (laughs) I'll tell you what, people who live in Chicago are not able to do what we're doing right now. My other son, who's out in Palm Desert during the summer, they weren't meeting outside unless they wanted to eat the people they were meeting with because they would have been cooked alive. We have so much to be thankful for. God does care about us more than he does sparrows. God does care about us more than he does grass and flowers. He cares about us so much that he made us a little lower than him. And he's got his eyes on you right now. He knows of what you have need, and he's still able. And so as we celebrate this kind of crazy Thanksgiving, yeah, you may be watching football with no fans in the stands. But if that ruins your thanksgiving, you need to adjust your eyes back towards heaven. Amen? So don't be down. I know it's hard. Be looking up. And when you do, just simply look up at the stars. Oddly enough, you know one of the blessings of COVID The smog in Los Angeles has decreased by some 30%. We can actually see the sky. So you can actually look up and go, God, thanks for everything. Because he's worthy of that. He alone actually makes that true. And we should be really grateful for all that we have. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you. Lord, I... We say thank you for everything. And Lord, as we now turn our attention uh, to expressing that through our giving, Lord, we pray that you would receive these tithes and offerings, these gifts uh, from thankful hearts of your people.
use them to bless those who have need. Uh, Lord, we're so grateful for all that we do have. And Lord, we literally just simply say, thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening, and we hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions or just want to check us out, make sure to visit us at ccsouthbay.org. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.